Thank you for joining us for Be Our Geek, where everyone is a geek about something and where we cover your pop culture landscape through our geek lens. We're broadcasting from the Twin Cities Film Fest studios. I'm Miss Shannon. Across the table for me, my good friend and our executive director of the Twin Cities Film Fest, Jayton Satia. What up? I am so excited that you are surviving because we are going into full swing of the Twin Cities Film Fest season. And this is how I can tell that you and I are very good friends. Because uh, just for everybody that uh, is listening, we are going to go over some cool things today, uh, including a recap of the Twin Cities Film Fest preview fundraising gala that yeah. happened last week. And so as I uh, saw my good friend Jaden walking into the venue where we're going to have this this glorious ballroom that all of the volunteers at the Twin Cities Film Fest did a great job putting together and the staff of the Metropolitan oh, Ballroom put it together. Great. It, it was fabulous. fantastic. Now, what did not look great was my good friend Jayton when he first came in. Hey, hey, <laughs> now, hey, hey. That was, uh, that was, I was pre-gaming beforehand, <laughs> which was taking many micro naps. As you walked by, I remember going, you look tired. And all Jayden says is, shut up. Uh, like, <laughs> uh, only a friend can say shut up to another friend. And, and we just and moved understand. on. Yeah. No, yeah. it was great. Um, yeah. You know, I had a lot of people, of course, after the event said, uh, you know, nothing but positive things. Uh, it was a great evening for the festival. Typically, this is a kickoff for the festival for us. Um, but I like, had at least 10 staff members come up. It's like, are you going to go get some sleep? I'm like, no, I'm too amped. <laughs> like, I'm too amped the energy that was in around the room and now we actually have to get to work like the right. next three weeks is it's logistical nightmare and getting 130 <laughs> plus films here all of their assets i mean filmmakers from across the country want to know when their films are can they come in do we have airfare do we right. have a hotel do we i mean it's a is there a bulk rate at the hotel all these yeah, questions all I'm of sure. that and uh yes we have all of the pre-planned but it, it takes steps one thing at a time so all of our filmmakers uh this weekend are getting their invites to ex fully accepted invites as well as all those that didn't make it unfortunately are getting their rejection letters which is the hardest things for us right to do. we had unbelievable close to like 800 people that submitted and or we curated their content so um, but it was a great evening. Thank you so much for an incredible job you did. Oh, thank not, you. Not that I had any doubt uh, <laughs> when I invited you to MC the evening. Um, but it was, I was, it was very wonderful. happy to do that. And we are going to recap some of the things that went down at the Twin Cities Film Fest Gala, because uh, Twin, Twin Cities Film Fest Preview Gala, because that was also an evening with Steve Zahn. So I have some uh, great clips from when Steve Zahn uh, was uh, giving his speech and oh some great moments of the night. They were and it was incredible. And today we are also going to have our guest geek on. We are having our good friend, Will Spotted Bear, back. Spotted! Jayton, I, I brought him on because he is our uh, big comic book fan. And um, there's been a lot of buzz about the new Venom movie that's going to be coming out in October. Yes. And I thought he would be a great resource to come in and talk to us about that. But the other thing, speaking of people that you are friends with and you think you know a lot about them. So I was re-looking over... Will Spotted Bear's website to make sure I hadn't missed anything in his bio as I was introducing him to our BR Geek audience. And I found something that I don't think he and I ever talked about. So Wait, I have there's questions. Some, uh, there's some hidden gems in yes, there? Yes, I right? have questions. Oh. And we are going to hit those later on in the show. Do you think he like puts those gems in every other day just so like you were visiting and like, oh my God, what did he just drop? Like little like, Easter eggs? It's like little Easter eggs. Yeah. I would like to say that it was that uh, specific, but I think i know will well enough to go that he doesn't do that he just, no. <laughs> he just read the website once and that was funny. <laughs> right. this could be a typo i could bring it up and he could go did i write that i don't remember writing that so we'll see i'm very excited He's to bring this like, up i have a website <laughs> <laughs> so i'm excited to see what he thinks about this but back to um our uh, twin cities film fest gala um it was an evening with steve zahn it was a great event we uh you know congratulations to everybody that came out and we got to showcase uh lots of people and i wanted to bring up some of the evening's uh um uh highlights regarding steve zahn because there's so many people we've seen all of his movies people are you know he has he's one of those actors that you go wait you were in that thing and it impacted me in such a way well it's like that six degrees of kevin bacon right there's six degrees if not shorter five degrees of steve zahn right that we actually talked about right and you know and i had a chance to kind of catch up with him before we got to the gala and we were just sitting at the rooftop and talking and he was talking about how his parents still live here in the twin cities yeah. And his parents live like 
literally around the corner from my mom, it turns and out. And I didn't know that. You yeah. told me that. I'm like, what are you talking about? And right. then your mom was like, uh, Steve's on. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm like... <laughs> And you were like, yeah, he might literally be walking around your neighborhood. Because he says, well, when I'm home, I jog past there. So, you know, it was just funny and like these very, like the way he is so important to this community. And we know as, as, as Minnesotans, you like to claim things. And so when we have a guy that's as cool as Steve Zahn, we are going to claim him all the time. So I'm not surprised that the Twin Cities Film Fest, that you and your team decided to give him a Lifetime Achievement Award. And he did have a chance to kind of hit on the fact that that might be a little odd that he's only 50 and he's getting a Lifetime Achievement Award. And so I do have you know a clip of that. who said the exact same thing? Who? Leah Thompson when she received it. But right. I'll tell you what she said and then what, uh, what I think uh, this meant to the Zahn family. Yes, yeah, so this is great. And I think that it's fantastic that um, also... I know 50 is not that old, but they've done such an amazing body of work. I do think it's fantastic that being able to have them have their family there and people that, you know, influence them at a gala like the Twin Cities Film Fest Preview Gala and them to be able to thank them in person. Right. I find that very charming, and we're going to go over some of that. But first, uh, we did have our other friend, Jason Matheson, one of our local TV hosts here in the Twin Cities. He actually did the question and answer with Steve Zahn, so you'll hear him talk throughout this as well. How does it feel at the age of 50 to be getting a Lifetime Achievement Award? Well, after that, you know, it's kind of weird when you watch this stuff. You're like, wow, that was a long time ago. That was wild. There's so many different things. But it is weird. Do you ever, when you see something like that, do you ever see a movie and you're like, oh, crap, I was in that? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, you forget about it. I mean, I'm for, people. Do you really? Like, do you forget that you were in a movie? Oh, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> come up and say, like, hey, you remember the one? You're like, nah, what? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember that. Oh, I was in that one. Yeah, no, it's weird. It's, it's uh, you know, as actors, you don't, it's, it's not like things are connected. You, you, I, I don't know if we were talking about this earlier, but you, you, you go from one job to another, you know? Yeah. And, and so it's, it's not like you're at the same company. It's, it always changes. That's the beauty of it. And, and you, never, you never lose that, that, that angst, that anxiety and that, you know, what's the next gig? You know, am I going to work again? Are they going to figure me out? And this is it? You know, it was a this good run. It. And so it's weird to think of it in, in kind of a chronological way. And it, they do connect in a weird way, but so it's, it's odd. And I thought it was just interesting because people always ask you, is he the same in person? Or what did I, I thought of this when I see him do other interviews. And Jaden, what do you think? You know, I thought um, he was a great guy. What I thought do you he think? was great. Um, you know, when I first met him, uh, uh, the day before the gala, when we picked him up from the airport and started, literally he was like, whatever you guys want to do as far as media goes, I'm all for it. Which was incredible, right? I mean, to, for a celebrity of that status to say, I'm yours. Um, to to promote you, your event, your festival, the independent film, which was great. So when I first met him, he was the most like unassuming. He was actually battling a cold. Yeah. He just coming down from like a flu or something. Um, so I gave him, you know, I extended my hand for a handshake. He was like, I want to and I will in the next 48 hours, but right now we're going to do some elbows because <laughs> I don't want to get you sick. <laughs> but that that's the fun like that just brought me down to like, oh, he's he's not a big celebrity. He's right. just a cool guy. Yes. And he was that and more as far as a cool guy. Like you just want to hang out with him. He had so many stories you would not believe. He was my drivers who drive him around. My yes. PR people who were with him all day. My um, staff who were just around him just to take care of him and his needs. They all said, hey, I know, Jaden, we're not supposed to talk to celebrities. Professionalism, right? Maybe right. We, we want to give them the space because um, we have plenty of them that come through. But they were like, he was a chatterbox. He would not <laughs> shut up. So, like, we, we... Hence my story about him saying, right? what? where'd your mom live? That's right? close to my mom. Which was the most unassuming, like, you don't expect that, let alone from a celebrity from anybody, just to open up that wide and... For him to do that, it was incredible. So, yes, for, for my perspective, he was well above and beyond what I would actually see him on TV and other interviews and whatnot. He is that guy. He's literally that guy. And our friend Jason did a great job of just asking him 
the questions that you see on a regular basis when you see celebrities out there doing the circuit and promoting different things. But he also did a really good job of just asking him some things that I think really helped us get to know Steve Zahn. And one of the things that Jason asked him was, is there any movie or anything that you had out there that you didn't take and you regret? And I thought this was a great answer. Um, (coughs) Give us one. Come on, Steve. I'll give you one. I was offered um, Band of Brothers. Oh, Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Entire audience like, whoa. They're (laughs) quietly rethinking this lifetime achievement. (laughs) 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 Jayton is looking for next year's already. (laughs) Yeah, no. That was a, you know, I'm a big history buff. (coughs) Hanks, Tom Hanks and Gary Gitzman, they knew that, and he offered me that, and I, I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it because of the reason why I couldn't do a lot of things. And, and I, was pre- I wasn't pregnant. My wife was pregnant. But <laughs> we together were pregnant. And, yeah, with, and that was and – I, and, and I was like, where is it? In Ireland. How long? Like seven months. How much? You know, it was that thing. And I, and I, I was like, I'm going to be divorced. I can't do that. <laughs> but I really – and Tom knows this and everything. I, I just, ah, man, it kills me. It kills me. And, and you know, I have, I have a couple buddies that are on it. And I'm like, you guys, was it great? Yes, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> you want them to tell you that it was awful. Totally <laughs> did. We all got scurvy. <laughs> what? They didn't even warn you? No. <laughs> we didn't have Google. <laughs> He was just so genuine and so sweet throughout the entire um, evening and did a great job of like just just playing along and talking to all of his fans, just looking so unassuming. And one of my favorite parts of the evening, Jaden, is when you got to come back up and actually give him his Lifetime yes, Achievement uh, Award. Physical, physical, actual award, yeah. Yes, and watching him actually get to thank, as, you, as we mentioned earlier, yeah, it does seem a little weird to be... Um, getting a Lifetime Achievement Award when you're only 50. But he covered that so graciously. And he did. And one of the things that I want to kind of point out is, you know, yes, of course, he's too young to get a Lifetime Achievement Award and all that fun stuff. But I think when he, I think the clip that I think you're going to roll, I think at that point he realized that it wasn't for him. It was for his family. It was for his mom and his dad. And uh, he had extended family there. He had cousins there. So I think all of them... Uh, as much as they know how great of a talent he is, they that I think it was for them, right? The Lifetime achievement award, like, like yeah, this dude deserves it. We're just giving it to him, you know, earlier than uh, most people would have, right? So, yeah. so we're gonna start with a clip of him first. You know, uh, as you mentioned, Jaden, kind of, it seems to be that point where he has that realization that this is for him, but it's for so many other people. Well, I appreciate your time. We appreciate your time. No, I got more to. to, to no, I'm just. <laughs> It's time to actually give you the award that you are here for. Uh, So, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome, please welcome the founder of the Twin Cities Film Fest, our good friend, Jayton Satia, everybody. By the way, Jayton, you gave him, that's a snazzy award you gave him. said a lot, but if you want to leave on closing remarks, the mic's all yours, the room's all yours. Oh, thank you. Well, thank, um, first of all, these guys have been amazing since the minute we started talking. It's, it's truly been um, uh, remarkable, and I want to thank Jane and Bill. And you, you guys have been great, and this is uh, an incredible, uh, proud to be a part of this. Um, I don't know. It's, it's this is very weird. I mean, I, I, my mom asked me to weed whack today. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm receiving a lifetime achievement award. Tonight. And she said, "There's two batteries in there in the laundry." <laughs> <laughs> so I weed whacked. I did. I actually weed whacked. <laughs> um, so it's weird to be in, in, in Minnesota and, and to be at something like this. It's, um, that's, that's part of the business. It's very strange. Um, 
but uh, th there's, um, a, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for this state and this, the, the sparks, the people that in, in, um, encouraged me when I was young, when I was in school, in public school, not in a private school, in public school, where I was exposed to dance and music and singing and improv and sewing and, um, <laughs> because I didn't take German. Um, and, um, and not only was I exposed to that stuff, but it was quality. It was really good. And the people that taught it were really good. And some of them were brilliant and are responsible for me being here, period. And it was just interesting to watch him as he was able to look down at his table, Jayton, and thank, uh, thank teachers that he had had that were able to attend. Ashley, thank his parents who was there. So, I, you know, good job, Jayton. I think you did a good job selecting it. All, all we can do as far as um, organizers of any event, and you've emceed many events, you've hosted many events, and you've been behind the curtain um, and I'm sure Will can attest to this as well when he's presenting and or is in front of an audience. The organizer's job is to set the stage. Literally, that's it, to, to make sure that every single thing is done right and leading up to a, a moment. You don't know what that moment, and I think I, I talked a little bit about like during my speech, I talked about small moments. Right. And every small moment leads to something big, and it's it's up to you to realize what that moment is, and that's that's your moment, right? Whether it be as a, a listener or whether it be as a speaker. So for us, it was just setting up enough things to have that small moment, and not for us, but for the audience members, as well as the 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 recipient. So when that moment comes, you can't help but to take a deep breath and say, this is it. Everything that all the, like, it took six years to get Steve here. Wow. It took mm -hmm. six long years to get Steve here. So I think about my first approach to my second approach to my 35th approach <laughs> to the, him finally saying yes to the PR tour to putting the gala together to this moment. And you can't, I mean, if this didn't happen, it's still a great event. Right. But it happened. So, yeah, we, we did what we can just to set it up so that a moment like this can happen. Well, it was so great to see Steve there, and I think people really appreciated being able to see the question and answer. So uh, what we'll do is I do have the audio over the entire uh, evening with Steve's on, so we'll put that up on our BR Geek page yeah, as well. Great. Yeah, so we'll put that up along with uh, you know some highlights that we'll go over throughout the show. And to be honest, let everybody know that tickets are now available. Right. Yeah, so um, for the Twin Cities Film Fest, our festival starts in October. Uh, this week is when uh, we're looking at putting all the films on our website, and our app is going live on the wherever you get your apps, right. on iOS or Android. Um, films will start to populate. You can buy passes now. We're going to be start putting up like the actual schedule and give, give us about 10 more days or so, finalizing a few things here and there. But uh, within two weeks, you'll be able to buy tickets. But if you buy passes now, you have first dibs on any movie you want to come see. And that's just TwinCitiesFilmFest.org slash passes. Perfect. All right. So we'll have lots of updates as that goes because it sounds like you actually have some uh, some nice little sparkly stars that might be coming through the Twin Cities Film Fest this we year. Will. So and we'll see how that goes. Hopefully all of those have will have small moments as well. Right. So we are going to cover, uh, we'll get all that information and make sure that it's on our Be Our Geek page. I know that I'm not going to have Tom Hardy here for Venom. <laughs> Just because the film will get released before the festival starts. Boo, boo. But we will do a lot of chatting about Tom Hardy in just a moment when we have our guest geek, Will Spotted Bear, on. And also, I'm going to uh, hit him with this question on what popped up on his bio. Let's do that. All right. Welcome back to Be Our Geek, still broadcasting from the Twin Cities Film Fest studios. Again, I'm Ms. Shannon. Jayton Satia is here. And Jayton, it's time for our guest geek uh, to come and come to the microphone. I love your shirt, man. <laughs> Thank you very much. So our guest geek this week, comedian, coloring book producer, my good friend, Jayton's good friend, Will Spotted Bear. What's up, Will? Uh, uh, 
you doing, Shane? Huh? Will, can you put the video game that we I'm play sorry. on pause? Okay, that is like that's how you know he's a good geek. This will be quick. We won't make. We'll make we'll, <laughs> this will be fun. Okay. Oh, I'm not this confident yeah. in the game. Oh, okay. sure. And I'm not. And I'm not gonna yell at him too much because uh, uh, Will Spider Bear plays a video game on his phone called Marvel Contest of uh, Champions, and I also play the game. We're in the same alliance, so I'm sure he is doing the Lord's work. Thug life. <laughs> That's how you know somebody's a good friend. If they're in your alliance, you're like, oh, I saw him move. Yeah, he took down Lord's yes, yeah. Yeah. work, and he says thug life. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Exactly. So for we went to different schools. <laughs> <laughs> so for all of our Be Our Geek uh, listeners who are not familiar with Will, I just want to let them all know that Will Spotted Bear, he, uh, I knew this. He won the funniest person in Minneapolis. Uh-huh. He was a semifinalist in the Seattle comedy competition. I was aware of that. Mm-hmm. I know that you've done shows all across America and Canada okay. on your own and part of the Native American comedy troupe. I know you did all of that. Yes. Is any of this a surprise to you, or you know you know you did all? No, this? but I feel like this is a trap because like when a lawyer <laughs> goes like, "So we both agree you were at the scene." And August 2nd, 1994. Now, when I say that I'm friends with Will Spiderbear, this is a person that I see on a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. You know, we you know, we text all the time. So I feel like I know, like, I know stuff about his family. You know Will. Right, I know Do, Will. And, and it's outside of the Alliance thing. Like, we right. meet up outside of the, like, that's a big thing. It's like, I see him, like, every day. Is it, do you see his avatar? <laughs> Like that's not a friend, Kevin. That's I don't. Yeah. Like, I don't go like just take. Uh, don't just take down that note. Like yeah, we're yeah, real yeah. life friends. Yeah. So when I was looking through Will's bio today, and you guys can go find this bio at willspottedbear.com. Willspottedbear.com. It is. Wait a couple minutes. I don't know what time. Here's what on there. It, it was, and was featured on outrageous acts of psych on the Science Channel. Wait, what? what? Oh, no, right? Wait, what? Is that still on there? Oh, that's yeah. super bad. All right. Wait, what? Once it's on the internet. Amazing, oh, yeah. amazing, out- outrageous acts of psych. Like, yeah. What is that? Well, it's just. <laughs> <laughs> See? All right, this came, this came as a joke. I really didn't know that was in there still. Um, <laughs> I was on it. So. Um, What's the show? Yeah, what, what is, is it? That? It's, ca- it's ca- so it's like one of those uh, like the I love the eighties VH1 shows. Sure. Okay. But I wasn't like one of the comics. So me, so I was doing that. I was doing this. Comedy contest in California, uh, Hollywood called the Red Nation Film Festival. Mm-hmm. I don't bring it up that often because if anybody that isn't native says the name, they sound racist as hell. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's a great thing. The Red Nation Film Festival um, is a yearly festival that uh, uh, promotes Native American uh, actors and musicians and stuff like that. It's a it's a great thing. Um, that that's real. And then I got to do a show, and it was like the first show I got to do. I got right. to do with uh, other native cats because I started. Uh, in the more assimilated world, yes. and not, not in the native world, and um, and uh, so me and me and a couple of guys are walking down there, and there's this like uh, bouncer at a at a bus stop, and so uh, they're like like I don't want to break the fourth wall of reality TV shows, <laughs> but it felt like I was like I was walking into an ambush because like like there's the guy there's a guy there there's two guys on the corner and there's one dude across the street and I'm like we're going to get shot <laughs> cuz again I went to a different school than Shannon right. and uh yes. and um <laughs> and like this is guys like hey you should sit down cuz we're doing this thing right and like they, they did the reality show and then all they did was made fun of us on it like going oh these guys sit on anything for a VIP seat so bizarre yeah Fine. but it's the only way you're going to get three native comics on a cable TV show in 2016 <laughs> So it was the funniest thing to me because it was so dumb. And then um, my a lot of my friends saw it. Like a lot of my friends saw it because apparently it's like after Impractical Jokers four or oh, five years ago. okay. Or whatever the show was, right? But I never watched that crap. <laughs> so you're like, it's a great so people show. Are texting you, sure. People are texting you going, hey, did I just see you on TV? And you're yeah. like, is this fam? Are you yeah. like catfishing me? And it's me? me and two like very native looking cats so we and they have us on like a bus stop because they said like there's a vip thing and guys anybody will sit at vip section to do this which wasn't true they had like they had to talk you into yeah, it yeah. okay when, yeah when you have to talk you into actually doing something you know like well, is this right. even legit like i don't even see a set here right right <laughs> so apparently I, I looked up the scene later and um and uh and uh, it was like it's like a small park branch now i'm like six Three and I'm like two fifty if I wasn't gonna be honest about myself. And uh, <laughs> that's what you put on your license. But yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. my license weight. Yeah. But I'm a pretty big dude, and I was the medium sized guy 
Because oh. like natives are either like short and stocky right, right, right. or like or trees, like, right? And so we're all trees, like chilling <laughs> on this thing. Three so, groups walking yeah. to a bar. So like, like so. I'm, I'm like, my hand is on the ground, like <laughs> waiting to get comfort in the seat, and they're making fun of us. And then something came up where I just said, "Oh, that's a cred now." And so I started putting <laughs> it on cred. The crappy um, one nighters like in in like bars and stuff. Yes, because I thought it was funny and it sounds impressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's the Look, thing. I'm re- I I'm legit. Like yeah. Will and I kick it on a regular basis. Yeah. Like he's one of the people that knows my home address. So when I saw this, I was like, wait, what? That yeah. sounds so legit. It's that so- sounds like you're like have your own like sci-fi. Keep it because it, it sounds yeah. dope. It was such a dumb, like I'll well, be because like expand on it. Yeah, yeah. Well, comics comics do this thing where like the creds got to be real, which they don't, and yeah. <laughs> like they lie a lot. But like I remember, so when I started, I started in North Dakota, which means I started in like 2010. I started like touring in 2011. By that I mean like people would come through and I would open for them. Right. Like, sure. These cats like. There was this like kind of age gap of like guys from the nineties. They were basically paying for their alcoholism, <laughs> doing shows. Now there were good ones that like yes, loved the craft, but there was more of those that were doing that. And um, so these guys would have these creds that were either like super dated, like yeah, yeah I was on Bonanza, or <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, uh, or like there there was one. I actually said this one. I, I might I don't like the dude that much. Uh, so this was like two thousand ten. He had like I was on Friends. And and then I, I watched like all of Friends. Right. I literally watched to find this dude. I couldn't point him out, right? And so what it meant was he was probably just an extra in Friends. He was a dude like, in the coffee yeah. shop. Yeah. 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 So it was one of the funniest things I ever thought. Right? It was just one of the funniest things. And so I did that a long time ago. And uh, yeah, I forgot that that was probably in there. That's <laughs> hilarious. No, I'll dun, use dun, it. Yeah, I did. I will introduce you as that first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything else second. That's cool. I'm good with that, man. It makes me sound smarter. Like no one believes I like studied psychology or sociology. So that's the only time I was like, oh, maybe he knows something. Well, that's book. what I thought. You I thought it was gonna. I'm like, oh my goodness, this is gonna turn out to be like. Yeah. Like, nope. why didn't you tell me you did this one? I'm a dirty liar. That's what that <laughs> is. That's what pays his bills, by the way. Yeah, uh, yeah. Fair yeah, enough. Psychologist on the side. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I'm a real. I'm one of those public speaker ones. Not <laughs> all my stuff is. As long as I'm doing comedies, because I'm so depressing. If I don't tell jokes during it, people cry. Oh. <laughs> well, we are going to also talk about the depressing comic book that you're getting ready to publish. Oh yeah, um, that's uh, a good segue. depressing. Yeah. The depressing coloring book. <laughs> um, so we yeah, the depressing coloring book that you have coming up because he the actually doesn't. Yeah. So he has that coming up. Um, and the other thing about Will is that whenever I, and I deep dive pretty often into comic book land, yep. but not as much as my friend Will Spotted Bear. So if I ever have a question or I can't remember uh, who a character is and why they should be important, Will is my go-to for that kind of thing. Because do you still uh, have the the comic book for it at your house? I don't. I okay. now have a comic book trunk and closet. Oh, <laughs> that's very adult of you. Yeah, I moved. And so I have like, probably like, 30 long boxes wow. like legit and wow. um and then like 20 short all boxes insured? uh yeah actually i, I had to get yeah. a new set because i had a fire couple that's how i got the comic book for was i had a fire mm-hmm. and um so like yeah so i have so at my old house i used to i made a literal i made a smaller house in my house with the comic books like they made <laughs> the walls and uh and then we moved and so now like my my room i have like I want to say like nine deep. Okay. Of like of wow. just comics, and it's like three high, and then I have a closet in the living room that's like full of comics, and so yeah. yeah I wow. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know you. I mean, I knew you were a comic. Uh, right. I wouldn't even say uh, aficionado, junkie. Mm-hmm. Right, right. But I didn't know you actually you collectibles. Mm-hmm. You collect. Yeah, yeah. But I collected only ones I liked. So it right. started with like um, uh, when I was a kid, I, f- I found. So uh, I was. <laughs> My mom, my mom did a lot of like uh, public service stuff and community stuff, and so she would get co- comics donated. I really couldn't afford sure, to go to comics once every couple months, and um, so I got all these like comics that no one cared about. So like I got a lot of Hawk World from like the right. 80s, which is a really deep political uh, book, and because of that, no one knows about it. And uh, and then like the old Legion of Superheroes with the Griff, uh, Griff Aaron's one or whatever. I don't know writers. I literally know about the characters. Right. Kind of depressing how much I don't care about the people that <laughs> write it. Um, I do now. I'm learning. But like, right. But I cared about the characters. That's who I related to. And um, but I think that's a lot of people. I mean, there are yeah. most people who follow the storylines and can tell you everything about the people that are in the comics that they love. 
as if that is a friend or a family member. Like right. they could, they could tell you their whole biography, yeah. but they may not know as much it's about true the writer. With films as well, you right. know? Like yeah, it's like oh, I love that character. Well, who who's the writer in that film? I don't know. Right, right, who's right. The director? I don't know. Well, I've met to doing this. I've met uh, like two writers, like Ellie Rahal and uh, and Katie Rex, yes. which are both very good writers. And like I buy the car, and it's super cool because it's like I imagine like seeing your friend in a movie. Actually, I know this for a fact. It's like seeing your friend in the movie where you're like, oh, I know them. And then, like, if you read their comics, it's like, oh, that's that's right. it's really dope. Yeah. And, uh, it is interesting when you run into somebody because I have an author friend that's like that, that I had read his books and then happened to be on a panel with him at a con. And then we exchanged information i went to his social media page and was like oh wait that's the same guy like yeah. i was like oh i've actually read your books like in the wild and it just doesn't stick in your brain yeah. so it is nice to be able to go oh wait i'm a super fan in real life do you right. think it's weird sometimes when you go wait no i'm friends with this person does it feel it, some, it sometimes okay is. like i i don't i try to downplay uh if i have, fr- cause I have some friends that are like at least in some worlds very very famous some like activist communities and some and other things and like um so like if I meet other people I downplay it a lot, but like I have some friends that are kind of like local celebrities, that uh, like it's uh, interesting when people find out about like that. It's interesting, <laughs> like it, it gives me some clout. Right. I, I mean. get that all the time. I'm like, yeah. you know Miss Shannon? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I didn't want to like, say I'm nothing, like, I know but Shannon. yeah, Miss <laughs> yeah, Shannon you know is Shannon. one of them. Well, I w- that's I mean that's a real thing because I was a Will tra- is the biggest ch- person that harasses me about being. Local I don't famous. harass you. I inform you of a correct <laughs> thing. I'm like you're look like I, we walking yeah. down the street and like oh my god it's Miss Shannon and like the the thing is that I, I moved here a couple years ago so right. like, I met a couple cats that are Minnesota like Minnesota like po- like heavy here that I just I truly didn't know and then right. we're walking down the street it's like oh 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 my <laughs> like that's, which that's a I think that's a cooler way of doing it because right. I mean, yeah because my first time I met first time at Shannon was like my first time coming to Acme doing a comedy contest and you, you were you were very nice to me. Yes. Much nicer than well, you shouldn't have been. <laughs> <laughs> In retrospect, I was new and like I was, uh, my ears were dripping wet. You're and, a um, nice guy, though. Yeah, I am. Thank it all worked so. out. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so like very nice. And so, but I knew her just as a comic, like a more accomplished comic, but a comic. And then like once it was like, oh, like this is a little more heavy. It was kind of that was a more interesting one where <laughs> like where like people have talked about you. Like in my in different friend groups, and right. I'm just like, oh yeah, I literally know this person. Like, <laughs> I could call her. <laughs> Another one is uh, Fancy Ray. Yes, Fancy Ray. I know, like, I'm I love Fancy Ray. Like, super great dude, right? And I, I know him personally. Like, we've taken car rides together, and he's he's always Fancy Ray, right? And he's always great. And um, for anybody outside of the Twin Cities area, we will tag Fancy Ray in things because he is a phenomenon and a force of and nature. You are welcome. It's it's seriously it's a thing, and. uh and so, uh, same same thing where people are like, "Are you famous?" And I'm like, "Well, I know I know Fancy Ray." And they're like, "Oh, he must be famous." Right. <laughs> like, it works, yeah. Right. It is great. And so, um, I'll be honest with you. I am not a big. I of course know of Spider Man and the Spider Verse. Yes. Um, but when I was coming up as a comic book kid, Spider Man was not my go to character. So if I saw Spider Man. On uh, in a cartoon, I of course am familiar with all of those, and I would watch The Amazing Spider-Man. I believe it was when we were younger. I would watch all those, yep. so I know that deep. So I um, needed to dive into uh, Will Spotted Bear's um, uh, lexicon of deep comic book knowledge when we started talking about Venom because I was very interested in the fact that now Sony was like, okay, we put together our Sony Marvel. Cinema, you know, Spider Verse, like what do they call it? It's a really boring name. I was like actually kind of disappointed that they decided to call it what they did. I think it's Spider. It's the Spider Verse. No, that no, that's giving it too much credit. (laughs) Sony's universe of Marvel characters is what they're decided to call it. Sony's universe of Marvel characters, the S U M C, is what they are carrying. So it's a very no nonsense, (laughs) no Spider Verse. Yeah. So, but they do do sound like they're gonna do if Venom takes off. And they're hoping that it does, obviously, because they already have Tom Hardy uh-huh. signed on for a three-picture deal if the first one works off, works out. Okay. Um, and then there are other things that they plan, and it seems like they are continuing to go the anti-hero route. And does that sound like a good description if we're talking about Venom, Will? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. It, I mean, that's that, he was like he's one of those '90s famous characters. Mm-hmm. 
Then he was like bigger and badder and kind of like evil version. And then like uh, he became like a lethal protector. Right. And so because um, like in Spider-Man 3 was pretty accurate with the Toby Grace one. Like some of that was accurate where like uh, basically they're both scorned people from Peter Parker. Yes. So like the symbiote got broken up with Spider with Spider-Man because like the black suit was originally Spider-Man's and then it split off. And then Eddie Brock lost his job because Peter Parker snitched him out for cheating. He was, he right. was being bad. And so they hooked up, like, they got connected, and they both had a resentment towards Spider-Man, and that's how he became Venom. So basically, it's like it's like your exes getting together and getting mean. <laughs> that was basically what happened. Fair enough. That's exactly, I mean, that's the that's thing. And then, uh, and then, like, he was, like, super cool, and, like, and then uh, they, they made him, like, an anti-hero and, like, mm-hmm. lethal protector, and then... And then they kind of, like, after that, they kind of bounce him around. Right. So, like, he doesn't have, there's one point, like, the symbiote broke off from him. They made more symbiotes and da-da-da-da. And then he became, like, anti-venom for a little while. Right. Where he could cure cancer and he was white. It, like, yeah, like, there's not tons to the, like, the, the things with most Spider-Man characters is, like, they, people know Spider-Man. Right. But they only know, like, the first ten minutes of Spider-Man. Right. So everyone still thinks Spider-Man's in high school. Well, he was out of high school in like ish, in like nineteen sixty seven. Got it. Like fifty six, mm-hmm. late issue fifty six, and then um, all the characters they know him, but they only know him like either from a cartoon or very. And that's how I was. So yeah. I do remember the cartoon version of Venom, which is nothing like the Venom movie is going to be. Right. Um, and I do have the trailer, so we can go ahead and play this and kind of get our our uh, uh, listeners up to speed on the way that they're looking. Uh, that the Venom is going, the way that Venom looks as going to go. I'm Eddie Brock. I'm a reporter. I always seem to find myself questioning something the government may not be looking at. I found something really bad. And I have been... Who said that? that? Taken. around in the world what do you see a planet on the brink of collapse human beings are disposable but man and symbiote combined this is a new race a new species a higher life form what do you want from me you'll find out i'm so sorry I'll do just a little more because I like this. We cannot just hurt people. that part very interesting the the character of you know when we're going through the list of anti-heroes that we can follow right. um the idea of having this this version of venom where it's you know you're torn where you can now you know back to what you know the the the, the, the great great power comes great responsibility which we know from the spider-verse in general right. to be uh in the scenario now where you have this incredible power but to be torn and go Am I going to let it get out of control, and how am I yeah, going is it to control conti- me, or right. is it, am I going to control it? Right. That right. part sounds fascinating to me. Yeah, yeah. And you Tom know. Hardy's like great at that. Like, yes. He's a ridiculously great actor for the role. So hopefully. Yeah. So yeah. when you first heard about the film, and you first heard about the direction it was going to take, what were your gut reaction? And like, is this before watching the trailer? And I'm assuming you watched the trailer. Right? I, yeah, I saw the first one where it was just like him. They didn't show Venom, and right. then they showed Venom, and people got mad. It's one of those things where like people just get super mad anyway, so it doesn't really change it. <laughs> right. I, I think it's funny. Like Jenny Slate's in it. Mm-hmm. She's one of the reporters, and she dated. She's dating Captain America. Like Chris Evans, like yes. they're actually dating, so I think that's hilarious that there's a crossover. <laughs> I was excited. There's some other things that they do plan, it looks like, are in the work with this new Sony Universe of Marvel characters because they do seem to be going the anti-hero route 
a lot. And they're going to do one, uh, possibly the vampire villain Morbius is about okay. to be one. Yeah. And it looks like they are looking at Jared Leto for the lead role in that, which okay. made me happy and sad at yeah. the same time. Right. Because right. when he's great, he's great. But he, when he goes all in on weird, then he's just weird. Yeah. That's yeah. how he was in Suicide Squad, in my opinion. Like, he took the Joker to, like, a point where I'm like, I don't get this, and this is odd. And his whole method acting, charactering, building thing outside of the film itself, his process I find disturbing. I like the emo Jim Carrey. <laughs> See, and I wasn't feeling it. And then they're looking at doing a Craven the Hunter film is right. possibly in the okay. work. And then they're also looking at developing movies based on Silk, Jackpot, and Nightwatch. And so they have... Oh, wow. Have, yeah. So they have a lot of things that are out there that they're sitting around with. And then uh, finally, one of the things they mentioned is they're possibly putting together a black cat film as well. Okay. Yeah. That's fine. Cause she's like in every Spider-Man franchise and has never been pulled out. She's like, because like, like uh, she was in Amazing Spider-Man. She was the woman from Rogue One. Okay. And then in Spider-Man, like in the, the one with uh, Garfield. Yes. And then Andrew Garfield. And mm -hmm. then I think there was one of her in Spider-Man like two or three with the Raimi thing. That's. That's cool. I, yeah. Actually, I think, like, so you remember, like, The Mummy with Tom Cruise? Yes. Yep. So they tried to make an extended universe with that, right? Right. But they busied it up and no one cared. Correct. It was like a Mission Impossible with Ghost and no one no yeah. one, no right. one cared. Just him running. And they're <laughs> like, he's good at running. I don't yeah. care. Now. But it was yeah. supposed to have, like, Johnny Depp as Dracula. And right. And, like, uh, Russell Crowe as, like, Dr. Jekyll and stuff. And then it just got crushed because the mummy got just destroyed. Destroyed, yeah. Because it, it was Tom Cruise and it wasn't Mission Impossible. <laughs> but, like, that'd be an interesting thing if they pulled that where they went to, like, the more horror-centric genre. Because, like, I know Fox was doing that with the New Mutants. The New right. Mutants movie is, like, a right. horror movie mm -hmm. with Mutants, which I'm like... Because, yeah, at this point, it's like Marvel's kind of got the, the superhero thing down. Right? right. And it's like, yeah, if you do... Because you're not going to have... You don't have Spider-Man, so you only have, like, the... The villains are the second tier people, which is interesting because they don't actually need Spider-Man. But it's interesting to have all these characters without that centralized theme, which means you have to do some kind of out-of-pocket stuff. Right. Because they all kind of got created because of him. And I think they kind of learned that if they go the right route, a, you know, a la a Deadpool, Ant-Man, Guardians of the Galaxy... They can still build a following if yeah. they make a quality movie. And right. so, and I do also think that the thing with these Venom movies is that they're like, we're going to make adult films, but we're not going to make them dark for no reason, like the DC Cinematic Correct. Universe tried to do, where right. it was just dark was just characters dark. that you knew, but were so dark. And they're still trying to do that with that Titans thing that yeah, Jaden and I watched. Have you seen the trailer to Titans? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah he says, where he's like, F Batman. We're like, wait, like, wait, what? wait. Slow, ba yeah, slow down. You don't need it. Is that a movie or a TV show? It's going to be a series. It's and so, be a, yeah, yeah. Series. yeah. On so their app. It cussing? It's on their app. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so they're at the app. The Hawk and Dove looks dope. Okay. Like, the costumes look cool as heck. Like, but, like, yeah, no, I saw the preview and I'm like, I don't think they get. And then, like, there was the. They had a photo of uh, Starfire, and then people lost like, their minds. Isn't that she, right? Like she's not seven foot in orange. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like it was. It, it's. It's. Yeah. Whatever. And that's what we do. And I do appreciate that you brought that up, Will. Is that as geeks, we do take our our canon and our characters and our loves very precious. Like yeah. we keep them. We hold them so precious. And there seems to be room to wiggle, but not much. And maybe that's a smart decision. You think for Sony with this Venom. You know, to go this route with these kind of characters because they do have a little more wiggle room. I mean, I think it's just the ones they have, but yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. Right. I'm sure they. Could, I'm sure if they had it, they'd wiggle around with uh, like you know someone else. But like, I mean, yeah, no, it's, I think it's a good thing. It's like, um, yeah, night. Like the thing about Nightwatch or any of those, like Nightwatch is a real in the cut thing. Like that's okay. It'd be like Prowlers more known than freaking Nightwatch. Like, I think Nightwatch was like uh, a future him from a future self gives him a suit and then he becomes yep. a superhero. Yeah, it's yeah. like, su yeah, like it's like, like that's so meta I can't even breathe. Yeah, like yeah. it's it's heavy. It's like a half the movie just to explain that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just an older him pops up and it's just gonna be like the dude with like one extra wrinkle and then like you know, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but like I mean that I mean yeah they could do interesting stuff with it. But like thing about Guardians that was kind of good is since nobody like. Black Panther's another one, right? Right. So, like, Black Panther, everyone, like, Black Panther's been the background character for the last 50 years. Right. Right? And so everyone goes, oh, well, what what are, what are they using as story? Like, they don't have a black, like, you always hear about Wakanda, but they only went there, like, four times 
ever. Right. Like, I don't think the Fantastic Four showed up there. No, it was mostly they tried to go there, and then they got kicked out. Yeah, yeah. And they like, didn't hang yeah. out in Wakanda, they, except a, uh, dabbled. They right. dabbled. But that's and what you know Wakanda for. So right. Don't come in here. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, don't need you. we don't need you. But, I mean, which, but it's interesting with that, and then, like, even, like, uh, the half the characters, right? So Killmonger is a character who's around the 70s, and then... Um, the 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 tribe the war tribe that I forget his name in the the movie the big dude really cool like he's end up being oh the ape oh. The, yeah uh, man ape yeah yeah, the man ape. yeah is the, so the characters off of his guy called man ape and then and everyone just goes yeah we're not we're, we're not, not saying that yeah. anymore no we're like they're just like Umbaku uh, yeah, is Umbaku, dope now yeah, though Umbaku, now everybody yeah, yeah he's the, Umbaku's he's, the panty dropper in that show yeah he's the man <laughs> right. I love him I love him and I'm like I'm like I'm like who's I'm like who is this guy because I'm trying to remember I'm like you're like I oh think, man ape yeah, yeah we don't I'm, say that yeah and I'm like I'm like ah because I was talking I was talking to someone about it and like so it's tough to. Because like we're talking about this with Doctor Voodoo, yes, right. So before that, he was Brother Voodoo, and he had like uh, Loa and Voodoo stuff, and right. like it's so bad. Yeah, it's pretty. <laughs> and I and I said Brother Voodoo, and I saw two people like lean back, and I'm like, look, man, that was his name. Uh, that's nope. I'm sorry. You go back to the origin. Yeah. Yes. And so it's and they made him a doctor, even though I'm pretty sure he didn't go to medical school <laughs> of any kind. And, uh, There's doctors who have medical degrees. They, did, yeah, <laughs> they, they should have like a mini-series yeah, of Mr. Voodoo really learns his craft. Right. But, um, and then they gave yeah. him one posthumously or something. Yeah, like yeah. That. And they, well, they <laughs> made it's him, an honorary degree. Yeah, and they made him good for like two uh, issues, and then they killed him off and then brought him. And then they, they, but they backgrounded him. So like, right. like Dr. Voodoo would be a great one because he has no um, real, not, not real depth of story, right? Right. Like, like um, Spider-Man, frankly, doesn't either. Like, uh, like everyone knows Spider-Man, but nobody, right. like, most people either know Gwen Stacy or Mary Jane, and that's kind of the generational drift. It's like, if you liked Ma- Gwen Stacy, then right. you were before the 80s, and if you like Mary Jane, you're after. We'll have to have you come back on again when that new Spider-Man uh, animated film comes out later this oh, year. that looks so Because that good. does look amazing. Uh, I am yeah. curious. It's like a Christmas release Yes, it's yeah. around December. December. Yeah. 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 And that um, does that look amazing. Great. Yeah. yeah. Because they made so many different like that's the cool thing is they're pulling out all the spider like the Miles Morales, which is amazing. And then even Silk and like uh Spider Gwen and Right. Yeah, they have all these like <laughs> yeah. They they messed around and have an entire ensemble cast of really cool spider characters. So we're excited about that. And I think that that's good too, to be able to expand the universe for right. New fr- new fans that are like okay, so if all of us deep dive geeks can like get out of the new fans' way, this will be a wonderful world eventually. Right, right. And, Let's and bring Ven- other people into the fold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Venom might be great. Just because have you ever seen Bronson? Yes. Yeah, Tom Hardy's so good yeah. at that stuff that like it might be like that'd be worth the price. And they're obviously putting some effort into it. Like uh, out of the blue, uh, one of uh, my favorite rappers. Eminem decided to drop an album, so we didn't know. He pulled like one of those, hey, here's a drop an album on you. And one of the songs on his Kamikaze album is a song called Venom that allegedly is going to be part of the um, soundtrack for Venom. And uh, you guys said you hadn't heard it yet. I have not. Okay, then I'm going to play it for you. Now, look, I admittedly, the last album that Eminem did, I like, I like it just because I like Eminem. It wasn't, that doesn't mean it was a good album. So, <laughs> right, right, right. I feel like he had a lot of ground to make up with this kamikaze one. So, here's the cleanish version of Venom uh, from the, mo- mo- uh, the the motion picture. Here we go. Get ready for a lot of pauses. I got a song filled with shit for the strong will. <laughs> when the world gives you a raw deal, set you off till you scream, piss off, screw you when it talks to you like you don't belong. It tells you you're in the wrong field when something's in your mitochondria because it lasts on to you like knock, knock, let the devil in, benevolent as I've ever been. Head is spinning, this medicine screaming, lick, 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 medicine, it lick, lick, like a solid ball, let your Allen Poe. I'm going to pause that just a second. Did you hear that he just said lick like a salad bowl? And I'm like, what what are you talking about? (laughs) I don't know. I'm impressed that he did it. There was some other stuff in there that I'm like, okay, I like the mitochondrial way that he said that word. I was impressed with that. Can I break the fourth wall real quick? What? She has pages. Oh, I looked at the lyrics. Of the the lyrics. Oh, yeah. I downloaded the lyrics. I do that all the time. Devil in. Yes, exactly. (laughs) I do that. I overanalyze one, and then after they put out a (laughs) lyrics version of the video. And she censored it. (laughs) 
Oh, yes. <laughs> Did you like that? Yeah, I have a little asterisk for everybody out there. She doesn't want her inner voice hearing all those dirty, dirty words. No. I mean, I worked in a commercial radio <laughs> for course, years and years and years. So there's lots of songs that I just don't even like the dirty version yep. of it because right. I don't know the cleanish song one. needs the dirty version. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so I have like a thing. I'll put, you know, for everybody, now that we've broken that fourth wall, I'll play uh, a little snap of my notes so people can see what it is that I, I speak from it's when you go here. And then if you're curious about what the... Um, uh, uh, lyrics are I will put those on our be our geek page so we have to get to the chorus part of it and it takes a second though still we're not quite there yet so we're gonna play it for a I do love his voice wait He just dropped a bunch of names. And we still haven't mentioned Venom yet. Wait. Dr. Dre said, hell yeah, and I got a stab like a postcard with the mailman. And I know they're going to hate, but I don't care. I barely can wait to get Finally, you're about to. Here we go. Better prepare to get laced because they're going to taste my venom. I got that turn of venom, 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 not going with them. Never going to slow up in them. Ready to stab him on venom. Taking his time to go get them. They ain't going to know what hit them. What do you think? I like it. I like once we get to the Venom. I, I'm, I'm a fan of the, mm, the that one. I'm a big Bizarre fan. So <laughs> him, and, him, and, uh, him and that the, the standing, the cornerstone of the D12 band. I miss oh D12. They're not a band. They had a song. that We miss D12. We'll let that play in the background a little bit. I for can a little see while the, um, uh, the appeal to the song as well. Yes. It's like a mainstream appeal to it because, again, he's not just talking about Venom as a character, but like the fact no. that people are going to get angry when he starts to spit his Venom out. Right. Which is great. So a lot of people can take it a lot of different ways and actually make it their own anthem and whatnot. Right. I, I see it the first time I hear a song. I think about the, the beat and the, the like what's happening in the background. The second time I listen to it, I listen to the words. Right. Um, I can absolutely see an opening credit sequence and a closing credit sequence right. to this song for sure. Right. And I saw it I, for for sure a credit, a, a closing credits, but I saw it as one of those, um, a battle sequence. Oh, that absolutely. Not the initial one because yeah, the initial right. one will be, ve- you know, Tom Hardy's still like, am I accepting of the fact right. that I now do this and like looking too concerned? But I felt like the first time that he truly embraces yes. that he's going to go all in on this, yeah, yeah. then I could see this coming in like a chase in a fight. Sequence right. And him getting ready to go somewhere. and just Yeah, that slow-mo where he rises up into the camera yeah. shot. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. so let's all, we'll, 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 between now and October 5th when the film comes out, we should all like, we'll put our, our, our bets in for when it pops up in the film okay. and then we'll like do lunch. The Maybe winner we'll can do lunch. some sort of a social media contest and have take, some, idea. Uh, take some people with us. Yes, that's a good that idea. Works, yeah. That's a very good idea. I'm, they can't I'm look me it. in the eye, but yes. <laughs> Listen here, Prince. Listen here, Prince. I do appreciate the fact that um, if Sony is getting people like Eminem and other people that right. are on the soundtrack, they're clearly taking this film seriously. And, and I think that music can make or break a film. And there's sometimes where the soundtrack is better than the film. Right. Back Absolutely. to our Suicide Squad conversation. Yeah. That whole soundtrack was dope. Right. And it was so much better than the film <laughs> from yeah, beginning yeah, to yeah. end. Yeah, it was, yeah. It's, it's yeah. And even if we want to take a non-geek th- thing, I think that people uh, take their music so seriously. Let's look at The Greatest Showman as a film. That was another one where the uh, the sound tr- soundtrack took off and people really had slept on the film yep. and hadn't seen it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, wait, Ho- Hugh Jackman, we had a what? And we're like, no, 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 really, you have to go see it. And then once they had gotten so attached to the soundtrack, then they it had a resurgence. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, that's fair. Yeah. So I... Um, the 1990 touchdown classic, Pretty Woman. So <laughs> a lot of good music in there. Is that a Roy Orbison reference? Was he the no, 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 no. It's the the movie. So the movie uh, itself. But yeah, yeah. So it was like the first movie that had like a sound. Not the first, but like one of the first that had a soundtrack. Mm-hmm. And the reason they hear the songs, they would play the entire song in the movie. 
It's something I forgot about, but I watched Pretty Woman a couple of weeks huh. ago. I'll have and to like give so that another look. Yeah, like seriously. the King of Witchful Thinking is one of them, and it's ah. on like the entire. Like they play the entire. <laughs> that Richard Gere drives for two minutes and thirty nine seconds the, the length of the song. Yeah. All right, now yeah. I'm gonna have that as earworms not for the rest of the day. That's yeah. okay. I'm not all right even with in that. the background; it's the foreground. Like you don't hear the car. You just really you hear that sweet, sweet mulleted voice. I <laughs> like that one. I'm gonna find that while we're looking at this. Um, so, Will, uh, yes. I remind Jayton about the comic book. I'm sorry, the coloring book that you're working on. Uh, I'm making a, a coloring book uh, called Depressed Superheroes. Uh, and so it's like a self-made thing. And, uh, yeah, so, like, uh, it's uh, I'm starting with it because um, I'm a big you know, geek, but I don't necessarily look the part. And so, like, it was just fun. It you was don't fun. present I geek don't, enough? I don't present, yeah. I'm, so when I, I open I up a page and I open up in the middle of the coloring book, there will be a superhero on mm-hmm. the left and on the right will be what he or she is like in real yeah. life? Uh, kind of. The first page will be what, like, them doing something, like, superhero gotcha. and then the second page. Because like, I found okay, okay. this is part of the thing of, like, so I was here, like, two months ago and, like, we were talking about it and then trying to make the coloring book since... Yeah, the thing about having have an idea to like making practical knowledge to it, most artists know this is that like, the any like uh, making a coloring book, it can't be two sided because okay. colors bleed. Ah, got so, you. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. So, so like I had, I got this book, and they said, "No, you don't." And then I had to go oh, back wow. and fix it. They were much nicer about it than that, but like, <laughs> it's, uh, they did it in that nice way, you know, sure. like you know, like they went to all the college classes and so. <laughs> <laughs> but you did learn that it kind of takes a village, right, to get a these kind of things done? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got an artist, Tim Tapp, who's great. He made some really great stuff. And and so, like, I just, I just, um, yeah, it's like the idea of that where it's like, uh, yeah, to just depress. So when is it uh, getting published or self-published? It, it's or self-published. It? Uh, the, the, pres- the um, I guess, oh, like, uh, album. Our kickoff the, party? Our kickoff party. Our the coloring album book re- color release. release party. Yeah, it's uh, September 26th. It's going to be at Sisyphus Brewery. Uh, mm-hmm. I got some. Uh, since uh, since I do stand up, I got a bunch of comics uh, <laughs> doing uh, doing some time. So a bunch of comedians. We need comedians. to say comedians, oh, comedians so they don't yeah. think that it's just comic yeah. showing. Comics like, and like comics. Yeah, yeah. Okay, exactly. <laughs> so I have uh, local celebrity Shannon Paul, uh, Dan Ali, and Greg Coleman, and uh, and possibly a couple other cats. That's and great. Like, yeah, it'll be a real fun show. It'll September twenty sixth. September twenty sixth, and then it's just brewery. So like before that, probably hang out and have like. Other geeks and nerds come up to like a little meetup beforehand, which Very I think cool. would be cool. And uh, so, are they going to be like coloring stations? Uh, yeah, sure. That might sound like a good that's idea. a great yeah. idea. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. There is like a Twin Cities coloring uh, adult coloring meetup group already. You should invite them. Yeah, oh, so yeah, yeah. Get them to buy the book, then everybody colors, and then yeah. maybe one, maybe have them color like one particular, like the first page. Right, and then right, the best right. one gets a prize or something. Okay, that's we'll help you come up with the prize. Yeah, yeah, we'll, yeah exactly. That, that's really really good idea. Yeah, like maybe we'll like uh, give them adult coloring. See, uh-huh. this is the problem with being a comedian is I'm not good at like party plans. So I'm like, here's my book, take it and get out. <laughs> <laughs> So when you come to the show and it's more fun and has like entertaining stuff and prizes, you can thank us lovely podcast because <laughs> I would have been like, I'd have been like, throw a book at you, throw money, same time, I don't know you, and then uh, no, we'll help you, you. Can listen to the jokes. Yeah. I think it'll be great. So yeah. we're gonna put all that information out there as well. Yes, and I see that you're gonna be. Other than that. Uh, going back to your website that has facts on it that you forgot that you had on it. I do. I know you're, you're going to be traveling there. again, right? I am. I'm, I'm going to uh, Kansas with Mike Brody uh, a couple weeks, uh, the week after, or the week, the week, the following weekend of this show. And uh, and then I'm going to be in Juniors in Erie, Pennsylvania, the comedy mm-hmm. club in Juniors, which is a really, really fun place. Nice. And if you want to drive, it's worth going to. <laughs> 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 I don't know how much overlap the the. Uh, yeah, but like it's a it's a beautiful place, fun club, and then yeah, go back on the road, and then I'm gonna try to get more into like uh, comic cons and stuff like that. I'm ah, making, okay. I'm working on the second book, which is super fun. Like it's really fun. It's fun to draw, uh, get the stuff done. But it's interesting uh, trying to get um, making visual jokes. Okay. Because that's a really because like you know like it's all supposed to be like you know ironic or funny. And like some of that stuff is really interesting to try to make happen. Yes. Yeah. So it's it's a it's a fun it's a fun uh, new exercise. For sure. What was the most right? difficult part of the process for you, Will? Uh, yeah, just figuring figuring out that part of like so like I had a joke in my head, but since you only have one page, like that's the, that's what I love about covers, like comic book covers, is that like uh, best of time they can tell you the whole story, right? Right. And. Uh, or some you have a book of a book with a cover so much cooler than the story you get upset. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and uh, 
It's like the trailer giving away the entire movie. Kind of, yeah. Or like the trailer. Yeah, it's like it's it's like, like Suicide like, Squad. Right. <laughs> Literally, they pick the best parts of the film and put it in the trailer. Yeah. Or Fantastic Four. Yeah, or Fantastic like, wait, where's all that? There How come even, none of that was in there? There wasn't even good stuff in the Fantastic Four. Oh, I'm, not, I'm so mad at the trailer. <laughs> I get, I'm glad Michael B. Jordan got out. I feel bad for Katie Sarah. But, uh, <laughs> great actress stuck in that crap movie. But, um, yeah, like uh, making something happen in one page is, is an interesting, it's an interesting exercise for sure, you know what I mean? So if people are unable to come see us at the Sisyphus Brewing um, event, where else can they get your coloring book? Uh, right now, right now, uh, since I'm self-publishing, I figured it'd be easy to find out like the publishers on that. You can yep. uh, message me on my website mm-hmm. and I can get one mail to you or anything like Will that. Willspottedbear.com. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then we're going from there. And then or come to my shows and I'll be selling them as merch and then... Uh, be working on getting into Comic Con to sell them at tables. Well, and stuff congratulations! Like that. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, we can me. help you do that too. You can come sit at our tables. Yeah, that would be fantastic. It'll be fantastic. Yeah. So everybody, go to willspiderbear.com. Make sure you grab that de- depressed superheroes. Depressed, did I say it right? Depressed, depressed superheroes. Superhero. That is going to be so fun. And um, we're going to figure out uh, a good way to do that over under on when the Eminem Venom song shows yeah. up in the film. We got time. Right. We got the yeah, rest right, of the right, month right. to figure that out. Right. Yeah. We'll do that. So we'll make sure that we mention that in the next episode of BR Geek. And speaking of, uh, we always encourage you to make sure that you go to our website. You can go and find us on Facebook and Twitter at B. Just search for Be Our Geek or go to podcast1.com. BR Geek for previous episodes. You can do that. And we'll put that information up as well. And they can, of course, always find more information on what's going on at the Twin Cities Film Fest at TwinCitiesFilmFest.org. Right, Jayton? Yes, ma'am. And we will be encouraging you to go and get your tickets for this year's event. And in the meantime, we appreciate you joining us. That is this episode of Be Our Geek. And we'll see you next time because everyone is a geek about something. Your story, it lives in River City, where you can enjoy a metropolitan vibe and a small town feel, where we set the standard for service and looking out for one another, where there's so much more than steak in our thriving food scene. Your story is the story of Omaha, told by those who live it and love it. Whether that's helping you keep up with the Cornhuskers or creating the content you crave. And here in the Omaha World Herald is where it comes to life. Omaha World Herald, where your story lives. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.